This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Hey, hello everybody. Pete Caliendo, Baseball Outside the Box, here with you. This is the show that loves to interview baseball's best coaching minds who love the challenge, the status quo, and want to welcome everybody in the U.S. and around the world. Hope you're all doing well. We're doing fantastic. Guess where we are? We are in the Okanagans in Vancouver, uh, Canada. What a beautiful place, vacation place, and also a place of baseball. Yes. Boys and girls, baseball, we got it here. We're traveling. This is the BC Minor. I want to tell you about it. BC Minor Baseball uh, is a big organization. Vancouver covers Vancouver Island, all over the place. Um, uh, over 20,000 kids. And we, for the last 15 years, I've been honored to help uh, BC Minor Baseball with a what's called a coach-player, uh, coach-player-parent caravan. That's over 22 cities. Uh, over three weeks span, every every pretty much every day we're in a different city doing a lot of traveling. We've got great coaches with us, and it's a way that to promote the game of baseball. Let's let's check it out, man. We should be live on Facebook. Um, yes, we are. Hello, everybody on Facebook. If you have any questions for me, put them in the comments section. I'm checking it out now. Uh, you can check behind me. What a beautiful place this is. Beautiful country. Uh, great people in Canada, great people in Vancouver, all over. We meet people all the time. They are fantastic, and uh, we're having a great time. And I want to spread this caravan to everybody in the U.S. and around the world. We've got uh, 100 countries, uh, coaches, organizations listening to the show. And BC Minor Baseball has one of the best programs to develop the game at the grassroots level. By far, I've been involved in a lot of programs around the world. You want to grow the game at the grassroots level, you've got to educate and motivate and get people excited about the game at three areas. Three people have to be involved in this. The player, of course, you got to get pumped up, right? You got kids starting sometimes at five years old, six, seven. You got to get excited about baseball. The next person is the coach, the educator. Very important because the kids are with the coach. They're not with them a lot. They might be with them with one practice, two practices, not a lot of time. Um, you know, so, you know, they're going to do their best. They're volunteers. There's more volunteer coaches around the world and in the U.S. than there is of any other level in the game of baseball, no matter what. You can add up major league, high school, college. I don't care what you add, travel ball. There is the outnumber. The volunteer coaches are the most in the world, the biggest group, and the most critical because they've got to reach those young kids right away and get them going, get them motivated, excited, well-trained, and what I mean by well-trained, being able to do certain skills, right? Be able to throw, field, catch a baseball, hit, run the bases a little bit, slide, that's important. Um, and you've got to be able to do those things, and you've got to be able to do them in a fun way, in a safe way, um, and in an organized way where the kids are always moving around and having a great time. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I want to tell you about the caravan because what we do is we travel around the different uh, cities, you can call them cities or suburbs, depending where you're from, and we're in different provinces, whether, whether we're in um, Vancouver Island or Vancouver um, or in the Okanagans here where we're at now, great wine country, 
um, fantastic wine country. And, and while we're here, as we reach each city, the organizations organize it. We come in, we show up for an hour and a half with the five-year-olds to nine-year-olds, and then a next hour and a half with the, say the tens to 13, 14-year-olds. Um, we have four or five coaches. We set up three, four stations, depending on number of players. The stations are critical. Why? Because as I said, it's parents, coaches, and players. It's a three-pronged educational system. It can't be just the coach and the player. Parents gotta be involved. Um, you don't have the parents involved. They're gonna be involved one way or another because when they get home, kids are gonna say something. They're gonna ask them questions and maybe they'll disagree with some of the things you're doing. Well, you might as well have them on your page and make it easy on the same page as you as a coach and make it easy for everybody. Look, we all can't know everything. Um, and if we can't know everything, then we might as well work together um, and making sure that we understand what we're gonna teach these young kids right away. Remember the goal, to keep them in the game as long as possible, all the way to maybe high school, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, collegiate, pro, whatever it may be, keep them as long as possible in the game. And the way to do that is we've gotta make each individual successful in their own way. Once they're successful in the game, when they start games, then they're gonna play the game longer. Because I don't know of anybody that's gonna drop out of a game that they love. If they're having fun at it, because that means they're successful, they're gonna stay in the game long. You know, I don't believe in these excuses. Well, they're gonna video games and find something else to do. But you really like baseball and you really enjoy it and you're just gonna go do something else. I don't think so. You're gonna stay as long as you can. The reason kids drop out is for several reasons. One, practices are boring. Two, coaches are no fun and not very nice sometimes. Um, Three, I'm not successful. When I'm not successful, I'm gonna find something else to do. Okay, now, why the three-pronged system, parent, coaches, and players? I'll keep saying that over and over. Greetings, my friend, Randall Arms, Tintashita. I got guys all over and gals on, online. Dom, how you doing? Yaroslav, how are you? Um, when we have the three individuals learning, we're all on the same page. That makes it because exciting because now the coach can work at practice and that may only be one or two places. Or now the player goes home and parents, you want to work with your kids. You got to you love your kids, right? You want to play a little catch with them, you know, hit a little bit maybe with them, roll them some ground balls, whatever they're in trouble with, right? And you don't have to know much. That's what's nice about this caravan. They're all there. We're getting 150 people at a time. So 300 in one suburb, three to 400 in one area. One field, of course, two stage, two two times, right? An hour and a half each. We're getting different people, and the parents and coaches are rotating with the players. So they're watching our great coaches here, and all Canadian coaches except for myself. We got Grant Reimer, board member, uh, BC Minor Baseball. Uh, you know, high performance coach, excellent pitching coach, studies the game, fantastic. Yeah, we got a little. We got some trucks here too. So you're gonna have trucks, sometimes you hear some noise. I'll start it over again. Then we've got um, Michael Daggs. He's a, he played collegiate baseball in the States. He runs a 15U AAA team, which is the high level team um, in Cloverdale, suburb of uh, uh, Vancouver. Outstanding. We've been working together for 12 years. Um, we got Alan Reimer, uh, Reimer's son. He played collegiate baseball in the States, been around some great coaching coaches also here in Vancouver. And then we got the brainchild of all of this. And the coaching director for BC Minor Baseball in Vancouver is Mike Kelly. He was the one that came up with this program, you know, and he loves kids. He understands 
what it takes to keep kids in the game. He coached for 50 years. He's been involved in baseball. This is 50th year, unbelievable individual. He's had Morneau, Francis, Paxton on his team. Those are all former big leaguers, played with the Yankees, Seattle, and a bunch of other clubs. Um, he, he is the one that invented this caravan, but he also invented the coaches program that we hold here every year. Over 20 experts from Canada and U.S. come into Vancouver, and we have over 200 coaches at a conference. Outstanding. We've had to do it virtually the last couple of years. Now, what you can do is go ahead and Google BC Minor Baseball. I believe it's BC, BC Minor uh, Baseball.org. Um, now you can try .com. I apologize for not having it instantly for you. And folks, how you doing on um, on Facebook? If you got any questions, put them in the comments section. Good to see everybody. Bill Dickman, welcome. Hey, uh, so now the coaches conference, it's online. You can go to the website now, join. And if you're part of BC Minor Baseball and an association, you can get it for free. Everybody else, unfortunately, you know, but it's worth the money. Pay for it. You get 20 speakers. We got great speakers. You got a lot of people know Jerry Weinstein, Reggie Smith, um, Jeff Crochelle, Andre Lachance. We got a lot of them from all over the place. Um, it is worth going on there. It's good for a year. You can still join, so do that. Let's go back to the coaches conference, my friends, and also the parent coaches caravan. So what are we doing at the caravan? We start initially with the whole group, parents, coaches, and players. We give a little talk, talk about BC minor baseball, what we're gonna do at the caravan for the next hour and a half, how important we want everybody, we wanna know who the coaches are there. We wanna thank the coaches for what they're, they've done for the kids and for the program because they volunteer their time. Now we want to also introduce our coaches to everybody, our staff that's going to be working with the kids and players and, and parents and coaches. Um, now we also want to let them know how important it is for them to go around and then as parents and coaches, you're just going to learn some basic stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So when you're throwing, you know, you're going to see that first you've got to turn sideways a little bit, get your body into the throw. So you're, Got momentum going that way. You don't want to be facing the target with your chest and trying to throw the baseball. That's very simple. So we turn, then our elbows are going to come down and up. So now both of them are going to work together for some balance and rhythm, right? We're going to get here and then we're going to make the throw by keeping our head straight, hand going towards the target so the ball goes that way. We're going to keep this front side in front of you for balance. Um, remember the eyes, we tell the parents and coaches, the eyes, the head, that's the central system is going to control everything. If you've got any, go, go in that direction. Remember, these coaches don't have a lot of time to work with kids. Um, so we want to simplify it, get the head going in that direction, get the hands going in that direction, keep the elbows up, and then make the throw. Um, and that's pretty simple, right? Now, when we're catching a baseball, let's, let's kind of change things a little bit. In the old days, that now, I was taught thumb to thumb right here. The problem is the glove gets in the way, the vision of the ball, that's an issue. So we made an adjustment, hands here to the side. Now they can see the ball better and we stress too. Um, and this might be in the station where they're talking about throwing and, and catching. Um, we stress to the players, make sure that you're looking at the ball out of the hand. Because if you see the ball out of the hand, you can tell early if the ball's gonna be up, down, right, left. Now you can move faster by moving your feet. What do we got here on Facebook? George Wesley, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm here in the beautiful Vancouver, Canada on the BC Minor Baseball Coaches, um, Players and Parents Caravan, 22 cities, three weeks. A lot of, lot of people we meet here. 
We're just trying to promote the game, educate players. Every country, every baseball organization in the world should be doing this type of program. So back to, to that, that one station when we're throwing, if they see the ball out of the hand, I got a better chance of reacting to a bad throw. Now I can move my feet. That's why kids reach last second because they don't see the ball to way past halfway. Now they realize it's over here and they can't move their feet fast enough so they move with their hands. Um, now remember, the other part of this, if you're constantly seeing the ball out of the hand when you're playing catch, now what happens when you're hitting? I've just trained yourself. And I learned this from the great, great Ryan Harrison. Slow the game down, the top vision expert in the world who's also been at our conference, great friend. He taught me this a while back when we were talking at a Subway. Yes, talking baseball at Subway. I love Subway as long as it's a salad. Got to have the protein. Protein, protein, protein. A little bit of carbs. So now when we're playing catch, you know, here we are. We're receiving the ball here. Now with the real young kids in the station, we use beanbags. Toss the beanbag back and forth. Why do we toss the beanbag back and forth? It forms in the hand better, right? Um, we have kids throwing a beanbag. I want to give a shout out to Chris Johnson. Um, an outstanding uh, coach educator here in Vancouver who's originally from England, who's, who's an expert on teaching young kids how to, um, you know, use hand-night coordination, footwork, fun stuff. But we're throwing beanbags in the air. We're catching them up here, right? We're running and catching them. We're running backwards. We're shuffling and catching beanbags. Yeah, five, six, seven-year-olds. Um, this is a great warm-up. We're having a lot of fun doing this. Randall, hello, I got you, man. Federico Cortini from Italy. How you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, so now we're running around throwing beanbags. Now they can throw the beanbags together also, back and forth if they're a little older, you know, six, seven maybe, depending on uh, how they're doing. Now we have them go in a circle. We shuffle in a circle one way. We toss one beanbag. We shuffle the other way, toss another beanbag. Keep tossing a beanbag as we're shuffling in a circle. We might use two beanbags, depending on the age. Now there's communication skills, right? What are those? One person has to yell toss. As they're going around, they each toss the beanbag back and forth. We go the other way again. A lot of movement, exercise. Let's not waste any time prior to practice running around the field, you know, two, three laps. That's a waste of time. Doesn't do you any good. And if you're going to do some running, have them run with their gloves on. because They got to get used to that glove. The other thing is, remember, kids don't use, if I'm a right-handed thrower and I'm, I'm using my left hand, all, or excuse me, my right hand. I'm writing, um, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm opening doors. I don't use my left hand all day. Then we want to place a heavy glove in their hand. I mean, makes no sense. Place a heavy glove in their hand, ask them to catch a ball with that heavy glove. Never use the hand all day. Haven't used it all week, haven't used it all month. It's just kind of been there when I walk, right? A little bit of coordination. So now we're asking kids to catch a baseball doing that. Um, we got to get this hand used a lot. So now when they throw the beanbag up in here, they got to catch it with this hand. We actually have them throw it back with that same hand to get some coordination. But you could have them catch with this hand, transfer this, throw it to that as they're running around in circles, as they're going forward, backwards, sideways, whatever, wherever they're going. We could also have them catch, go to throwing position, toss it up, throwing position, toss it up, throwing position. You can have them do that as they're, as they're running. Little coordination. Now they're working on skills. We want to incorporate skills and dynamic warm-up. That's not, again, don't waste time stretching and all that stuff incorporate it with some kind of skill on that first station that's what we're working on um you know and we're throwing up beanbags we're getting them warmed up we're doing our footwork it's a lot of fun we're partnering up we're partnering up with the parents now parents have a great time doing that tony smith how you doing buddy 
Tony Smith from Belize. Good to see you on Facebook. Any questions, folks, type them in the comments section. Any comments you want people to learn something about, you just throw it in there and I'll mention it on online. Um, now that's one area. Then you have another station where we're actually working on the throwing. Um, now the throwing could be a few things. Again, depending on the ages, younger kids, older. Um, the real young kids, you might use some bean bags, tossing them back and forth, throwing them back and forth. Um, so that way they're not, you know, they're not getting hurt. They're easier to catch. It's soft. Um, the other thing you can have them do is now have them play. If you have a softer baseball, have them play a little catch. See how they do. Uh, don't do it with the glove. Start off with no glove, real short. All they're going to do is turn, slow, toss the ball. Catch, turn, slow, toss the ball. They're going to do that back and forth. If they get better at it, they're going to do it a little bit quicker. They're trying to time the front foot, left foot, if you're a right-hand throw. You're trying to time that foot to catch the ball as you, as you step, so that way now you're ready to turn and throw. you got rhythm, right, instantly. Now, as you do this back and forth, um, you're going to get some rhythm, and what's going to happen is the arms are going to start to work together, and you'll see you know, they'll start making adjustments. Now, something controversial, and I'm staying with it, folks, because I've done it for the last 20 years and it's worked and I'm not, I'm not going against something that I actually seen work with young kids. Um, and this is, if, if it's as a group, I will go six and six as they're playing catch. I'll have a whistle and I will whistle when I want them to throw it. They'll throw it, the other guys will catch it. They'll throw it back when I whistle. We keep going back and forth. I kind of work with that. And then I let them do it on their own. Now. We also, if we're having trouble, I see a lot of people not getting their elbows up in the right position. I will whip, I will start them in this position, okay? Again, with the hand either turned here, not turned away, because you don't want to you know, stress the elbow too much, but right there, but you don't want it here, okay? Just check it on there with the ball. Of course, you've gone over the grip. Young kids, yes, two fingers, older, two fingers, thumb underneath, get it across four seams if you can. If not, I know it's not always possible. But then you might have to go three with the real young kids, might have to go four, most importantly, thumb underneath. Now, the Japanese have been doing this for years. They've gone to a smaller baseball. I know we got people studying it and wasting their time. When I could tell you that for the Japanese, it's been very successful. Other countries have been way ahead of us when it comes to some development. Um, you know, we don't have to waste time doing studies. The smaller ball, the play catch certainly has helped. Some countries have used it also in games. Now that could be a little bit more, a little harder because of the fact that then maybe they can't hit that type of ball. But that you can adjust that. I'll explain that. So now we've explained the ball. I may stop them the throw position. We'll start here. I'll whistle. We may shuffle. We may just throw right from there. Now they're using their lower body to rotate, throwing. Uh, and you want them going all the way down. You want to uh, decelerate. We all know about that. Decelerating muscles are on the backside. Um, we know that the brain is going to only let you throw as hard as you can um, uh, because it's protecting the body. So the stronger the backside is, if the brain knows it's strong, it's going to make you, let you, allow you to throw it at your maximum. But also the backside stronger, you'll also be able to increase some velocity. Um, and there are some drills you can do for that. We can't show them to you right now because we're on Zoom. It's a little harder. Um, Okay, so we may start them here, okay? So depending on what we think they're not doing as well, 
So in instance, if they're not shuffling to throw or moving to throw, we'll start them sideways with the hand here. That will take two, three shuffles and throw. Two, three shuffles and throw. Um, as they get better and better, now we allow them to play catch. That's how we make some of the corrections. Now I can't go over all of the corrections. Hopefully we'll have another show on this um, live, you know, in a gym, we'll show you more. But we wanna make sure that they're getting that momentum going in that direction. Uh, our third station is gonna be the hitting station. Now here's where we make mistakes. Um, I'm, I'm telling you this program on the caravan that gets people excited and they're learning and they're getting better and parents can help them. We give you two programs, this is just one of them. Um, the other part of this is what type of bat you're using with your own kids when they're starting five years old all the way to 12. Um, you know, if I've got a son or daughter, I'm gonna train them myself. I'm using wiffle ball bats, broomsticks, kinko bats where they're big barrel, but they're really light, but they're not like a wiffle ball bat. They're more, they're a foam bat and it's a little stronger, but they're not heavy. They're very light because remember, any kid 12 and under is always swinging a heavy bat. No matter how light the bat is, I don't care how light it is, they're always swinging. That's why they're always going under when they miss rather than on top. And I'll explain that. But here's the other part. Big barrel, and guess what? Our five, six, seven-year-olds, big ball. Um, guys and gals, we got to use the big ball. Why? We got to make sure they're hitting all the time. It's fun to hit all the time. We think, well, let's use the little ball, and they're going to concentrate more. No, they're going to miss more. It's going to take them longer to, to concentrate and more misses. And the problem is when they miss more, now they're not having fun. We got to get them hitting more. Now, a little advice for the parents. If they're not hitting the ball, Throw the ball where their swing path is to start it. Why? Because once they start hitting, they're going to get confident. And that hand-eye coordination is going to get there. And when you got that hand-eye coordination, you get confident. Ball, you're hitting the ball. You're excited. Now when you start to miss and throw in other locations, they got a better chance of hitting it. So big ball, big bat, five, six. Don't worry about it if they're swinging one-handed. Don't worry about what they're doing exactly. The body will take care of itself. Let them hit. That's a lot of fun. Now, what kind of base do you want? You want some, your shoulders a little bit wider than your, excuse me, your feet a little wider than your shoulders, right? Because you want a good base, right? And you just want them to swing. They're going to step with their front foot automatically, okay? Now, they can lift it a little bit, put it down and swing. That's fine. But don't worry about it more than that. Now, if you're looking to say, okay, I got to have the proper grip and they're a little older, fine. Put the bat on the ground straight in front of you. Grip the bat. Lift it straight up. You got a good grip. You're set to go. Wow, we got it. We got a, a charger, souped up charger. People love those cars. Uh, make a lot of noise, get excited. During practice, hey, play some music. Speaking about excitement, huh? About it, huh? Now, in that stance with the little kids, all you're looking for is just to hit. A couple of drills I do with the older players to give you an example is we got to work on vision and timing. And we just worked on vision in the, uh, in the throwing part when we worked on seeing the release point every time you play catch of your partners. Now we're going to work on the, on the hitting part, seeing the release, whoever's releasing the ball. If you're working with young kids, you got to go to one knee. And older kids, you can stand up. As you're throwing, they're looking at the release point. Now what we do is when they throw the ball, we stop at contact with the older players. Anywhere you throw the baseball, stop at contact. That works on your timing, your vision, and on the proper bat path. Now you can go through a little bit, but you're not going to roll your wrist over. Again, you're not doing this you know, full speed. Um, you can do it a little fast. You can do, actually do it fast once you get really good at it. So again, we're working on timing. The other thing is, if you're going to use a batting tee, I'm not a big fan. Um, I think batting tee is okay. I don't, 
I, I'm not a big fan of T-ball. I'd rather have big barrel, light bat, big ball, toss it underhand, boom, hit, five on five, six on six, take the ball, throw it to the coach, run one base at a time. I right? can only go to first base. If you the coach gets the ball before you get the first, you happen to be out. Okay, if you're not, you're safe. Now you can go to the next base. Now, what does that mean? Kids are catching the ball a lot, or they're getting the ball. Everybody's getting the ball. You're always, it's kind of like hockey when they went to, a, instead of a full rink for 11-year-olds or 10-year-olds, they went to three rinks this way. Now you got three games going one time. Everybody's touching the puck. That's fun. That's exciting. D-ball, I'm trying to hit a ball up a tee. I can't hit it. Um, you know, the bat's too heavy. The ball's too small. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, but that's that's what coaches and players want to do. Go ahead. I think there's a way to use the tee at times. I know I'm going to get a lot of people mad at me saying, oh, the tee's fantastic. Well, keep using it. Um, I think kids need to, you know, they need to start hitting something right away. And if you got a big barrel, big ball, they're going to hit it. Man, they're going to learn a lot of zones right away. One-handed, I don't care. But if you get, if you start to get two hands, fantastic. They're only five years old. Um, that's fun. And you're constantly hitting. That's the key. Um, now we've got these three stations set up. We got parents tossing the balls. We got a lot of kids hitting at one time. We might have kids getting the balls also. Um, and we got action all the time. And we're rotating every 15 minutes. Boom, we're done. That's a lot of fun, exciting. They threw, they fielded, they're not go over the fielding, but they're doing all kinds of stuff. Um, parents have had a great time because they're involved in it. Coaches had a great time. They're involved in it. Everybody's learned. Now we come all together. And now we give them that final talk. Fantastic. Great job. You got baseball cards? Man, give the kids baseball cards. I tell the parents, if you don't have cards, give them cash. Cash is king. Just kidding. Um, give them baseball cards. And you know, unless you're loaded, I guess money can't hurt a few dollars here and there. But baseball cards are great for keeping kids' attention. They love it. We got to teach kids how to learn how to pay attention. We tell them, listen with your eyes and ears. You're going to learn more. Actually, we don't tell them. We ask them, how do you listen? Why listen with your eyes? Boom, give them a card. Somebody else says, listen with your ears. Give them a card. Um, when they're hustling, give them a card. If somebody else sees that you're hustling, everybody else isn't, they're going to hustle just to get the card. When you see kids that aren't hustling, bring them back for a second. Hey, ask them, is that the fastest you can run? Challenge them, right? They're going to say, no, I can run faster. All right, let's show me. Whistle. <laughs> Love to use the whistle. It's right over there. My whistle forgot it here. Whistle, get going. Now you didn't like the way they also bring them back. Um, we educate the parents and coaches also on the glove. If you're gonna break in a glove wrong. Um, try to learn a little bit. I know what we did. Um, let's not turn it inside out. Um, excuse me. Let's not put two baseballs in there and wrap it with a with a with a glove with a string when you're not using it because that breaks in the glove incorrectly. Let's take a, a glove and turn it inside out. Just turn it inside out and leave it like that. Now it's got an open form. A player's got a better chance of catching the baseball if the glove's already open. They got open it, their hands are going to be tense. That's really, really hard, right? And that and the reason we start with no glove is you want to understand how the hands work, right? The hands don't work like this. The hands work here, right? You catch the ball, boom. Watch a young kid when you toss them a ball. They put their hands like this. They go to get the ball. It's the glove, boom, goes into the hand, make the throw. So now, at the end, you bring the parents together. You explain to them, maybe the glove, the bat, using wiffle ball bats at home. If I have my own son and daughter, we're hitting wiffle ball bats, man. We're, we're getting a lot of swings because then the body controls the bat. The bat doesn't control the body. It's the same thing with the glove. You put a heavy glove in their hand right away, the glove controls the body, controls the hands. Start using your hands first, knowing how to use them. 
Um, and then you'll be, it'll be much easier when you put that heavy ob object in your hands. So try to have the lightest glove possible, lightest bat possible, obviously, if you can. So we'll bring the parents in. Thank you, everybody. Kids, great job. And we got certain positions we taught them. And we might, because we yell, and, and I didn't mention this, but before we start, the kids go with a couple of our coaches to do warm-ups. So you got your war, you got your first, you got your talk with everybody. Then the warm-ups, as they're doing the warm-ups, I'm sitting there with the parents and coaches talking to them about the warm-ups, what they're doing, and also trying to help them understand, you know, how to make practices fun, how to, what you're going to do here, how you're going to learn, all that stuff, um, how exciting you got to be. And then the kids are doing the dynamic warm-ups. So that might be the coaches yelling and the kids yell, ready position. Then they go fielding position and they go to a fielding position. Spread your feet out a little bit, fingertips on the ground, hand on top, um, you know, hands out in front. It's hard for them to do that because they're not flexible, they're not strong enough, but if they get the feel a little wider, you got a chance. So we got fielding position. Then we say hitting position. You know, then we say throwing position. Then we mix it up. Fielding position, throwing position, throw, hitting position, swing, contact position, throwing position, fielding position. We mix it up. They're having a lot of fun doing that and they're repeating it as they're doing it. Um, and then there's what you're doing is you got dynamic warm-ups with the skills. Uh, the coaches also have them drop down as best they can to the ground, get back up, move their feet, move left, move right. There's a dive to the, you know, in front of you, dive to the right, dive behind you, dive to the left, all kinds of things to get them moving. And that is exciting. Looking at my watch because we got a 315 uh, bus. We're heading out to another location to do what I told you we're going to do. Um, so now we finish it off with the parents and the group. Parents, coaches, and players, tell them great job and explain to them one thing. Be positive. Enjoy your kids when they're playing the game. And when they're done playing the game, tell them one thing. Man, it was fun watching you play. I loved it. You know, I really love coming to the park watching you play. That is it, folks, moms and dads. And uh, dad's message, sometimes you can be a little tougher. Moms are sympathetic. They understand a little bit more. You know that, hey, this is a game you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Don't say anything to them. If they had a bad game, let them say something to you, ask a question. Um, and dads, take it easy, relax, take a deep breath, um, and tell them, hey, I, I enjoyed watching you play. You know why? Because they've done a lot of good things in the game. And what are some of those good things? They hustled on and off the field. They taught, they worked with their teammates. They cheered for their teammates. They made a great diving catch, maybe. They fielded a ground ball through the first. Got a base hit. Maybe they bunted a guy over. Maybe they had a fly ball and uh, and they scored a run. Maybe they, you know, had 10 swings before they struck out. Yeah, that's a pretty good at bat. There's not a thing. Maybe they took a relay throw and got a guy out. Uh, maybe they stole a base. Maybe they dove back two, three times at first base, safe, so the other, you know, players can see what the pitcher's move is. There's so many positives that you can pick in a game for players instead of looking at the negatives. And now they're going to look at it. Yeah, I struck out three times. And, you know, they may ask mom and dad, you know, I struck out three times. You know what my answer is? Hey, that's part of the game. Now, you don't like it. And let me ask you a question, young man. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? They're going to say, well, I'm going to practice. Okay, great. When are you going to practice? Well, I'm going to practice when we go to practice with coaches. Okay, is that the only time you practice? They're pretty smart. No, I could do it on my own. What are you gonna do on your own? I'm gonna swing the bat. And what are you gonna concentrate on? Maybe I'll swing the bat as we tell kids, swing it hard with no, no, 10 times a day, 15 times a day. You don't have to do it 100. If you got motivation, do it 100, great. 
know what, 10, 15 times, 20 times, swing it as fast as you can and then hold your balance at the end. When you do that, and coaches, this helps when you're doing your drills um, because you don't have time to teach individually, that will, by keep trying to keep your balance, is a challenge for the young person and it's fun because it's a challenge. And as you're trying to stop, which you're not gonna be able to do right away, they're gonna fall, but they're gonna keep working at it. Guess what's gonna happen? We are going to create some balance. The body is going to restructure. Yes, the front leg is going to lock. Yes, the back leg is going to firm up at, at like an L. Um, and the body is going to stay a little bit more balanced. It's going to start to do it on the own because it's going to figure it out. And now I'm working on my own. I can do that on my own. Okay? I'm working. Hey, I'm struggling at fielding. Go against the wall. Throw a ground ball. Bunch of ground balls. Work on fielding and throwing. Get turned before you throw. Working on your forehand. Throw forehand move and get the ball off the wall on your forehand side backhand side parents roll the ground balls whatever you have to do right but ask the player what are they going to do about it um and now sometimes you know they might say well i struck out you know once uh and you might ask them you know what where was that pitch that you struck out on maybe they said well it was way up here I said okay that can happen you know the reason you probably swung at that is what because you misidentified it out of the hand if you misidentify it the location and the height out of the hand, you're going to start your swing before the ball's halfway. So you got no choice. You thought it was up. It wasn't. So, and that's why I don't want people saying, don't swing at this pitch because they already know not to swing at that pitch. Now you want to explain the strike zone to them. That's great. But explain that, you know, sometimes we're going to swing at the pitch above the eyes because if you got two strikes on you and you thought it was in the strike zone because you picked it up late. Um, but if you can pick it up early, you can avoid that, maybe check swing and that now you got it. So, we're going to explain this to the parents and that ride home has got to be this type of scenario. Hey, I love watching you play. Great job. I love and pick the positives. You want to pick some, um, especially if they had a bad time or don't say anything, wait for them to say something. And if you got two cars, we say this all the time, if things aren't going well, send them home with mom. All right. Don't send them home with dad. Cause uh, you know, dad's going to be tougher on them. Now they have a great game. You can send them home with dad. So that is how we pretty much end it. At the end of the camp, we, we, we stand all the kids up because they're on one knee. And anytime they're on one knee, we talk to them on one knee. Coach gets down on one knee. You don't talk down the kids. Try to be at their level. And now we get them all ready at the end because they're all done. And we're going to see how their listening skills are. And we're going to say ready position, fielding position, throwing position, throw, hitting position, swing, fielding position, throwing position, throw, fielding position, throw. We're going to do that in front of the parents. Everybody's going to see the excitement behind them. They learn something. They're picking it up. We're not doing it. First time, the coach will do it, and they follow. At the end, we're just saying it. And as that, we say it, they say it, they do it. And then the last thing, we check one more hand-eye coordination. We put their hand out here. We want to say great job, everybody. We want to thank our coaches. Thank our coaches that came um, from the association. Thank our coaches, the instructors. Thank you, parents, for being here. And now everybody did a great job. Bring your hands here together. And when I clap my hands, you clap yours. Give yourself a high five for a great job. And guess what happens? And I, we talk about eyes and ears, and we want them to pay attention. So now here I go, and I don't clap, and everybody else does, or a lot of people do. Again, did we look before we did it? We had to use our eyes and our ears. And I'll do that a few times, a couple times, three, four, depending how good they are. And then boom, final clap. Thank you for coming. Everybody goes. And now they are excited about the game. That's what it's all about, folks. This is a great program. Again, BC Minor Baseball Coaches Player Parent Caravan. Uh, you could call it a Player Parent Coaches Caravan. That's even better. Um, the, and then that three-level prong. 
and education. And don't forget now, and I'll talk about it on the next show, but I want to tell you about it. Go to WBSC, World Baseball Softball Confederation.org. So WBSC.org. And these are programs at the grassroots level that kids ought to be playing um, because it's fun, active, and there's a lot of learning going on. And by the way, if, when you took those three stations, if you had a, a league, you could take two teams, do the three stations, and then at the end, you could play a game. You could go five on five, and you get two games going on. You know, big bat, big barrel, big ball. I just mentioned the game earlier, right? Easy to hit and to run the base one base at a time. But now another program that's outstanding is the WBSC.org. It is baseball five. And that's where they have a ball where they bounce, hit it with the hand. You don't need equipment. You just need one ball. Your bases you can make out of, you know, cardboard if you can't afford it. Um, they got a whole program. They'll ship you a lot of the uh, things that you need. And, and I'll explain it later in the next show because we're really going far with this. But here we are again, it's only in an infield. There's no outfield. You don't need an outfield for young kids. You do everything in the infield. And then later on they use, they learn how to use the outfield because you're asking too much of them to play a game, you know, nine, nine, you know, everybody's out on the field and one, you know, one person's getting the ball, everybody else standing around, that's boring. I don't know why kids want to play that game early on. Um, later on, as they get older, it gets a little bit more exciting and more competitive, obviously, and you increase the competition, and we want competition as they get older. Um, remember, um, so WBSC.org, and I'll talk about the program the next show, they bounce it, hit it, and now you play a full game in the infield. But we'll talk about that. And why is that good? Because you may not be able to afford bats, right? And now they got, you know, now, um, you know, you just need a ball. And it's a softer one, so kids aren't scared of the ball. Uh, so we'll explain that program next time. Folks, thanks for listening. Everybody on Facebook, YouTube, um, I know this was long, but I really wanted to stress the importance of the uh, BC Minor Baseball coaches, or excuse me, players, parent, coaches, caravan. It's outstanding. And check out what, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't think I, this, this is our shirt that we have. And, and, and on the back, we've got a great phrase. Um, I want to thank you for being with us during this time. Um, God bless you. Any questions, caliendo19 at gmail.com. Again, caliendo19 at gmail.com. Do me a favor, please. Um, all we ask is that you spread the show all over the world, anywhere, to your coaches, players, parents. It's all about education. But it's also not just education and skills and development, but we bring experts in the game. But we also bring, uh, you know, people that have been in the game for a long time, whether it be players, coaches, owners, uh, all kinds, big league players, Hall of Famers, um, talk about the game a little bit and mix it up with some development. Talk about how they grew up and how they got better in baseball and you know, some of the things they did, some interesting stories or some of the players they played against. We've got a lot of fun things. We just want you to you know, help us out, get the show out. Go to baseballoutsidethebox.com. Thank you to ESPN Honolulu for putting the podcast on your website. Remember, we're on YouTube, Peter Caliendo, Facebook, Peter Caliendo. Um, we're also on Twitter at Baseball Out. So, folks, hey, Pete Caliendo, Vancouver, right now, o Okanagan, beautiful area, um, fantastic people in Canada, love them, uh, been doing this for 15 years, it's been an honor of mine to be with them, had a lot of fun, um, enjoyed it, continue it, we're getting ready to go here in about 45 minutes, we're going to be heading out to do another of these camps, uh, thanks everybody, remember, stay safe, stay healthy, God bless you, and we'll see you on the next show. 
This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at BaseballOutsideTheBox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm.